Wow. Children, children's church. Children's church. Anybody that's going to children's church, head on over there. <clears throat> you are all really lucky that the pastor's wife keeps the pastor in check. So the pastor's wife this morning says, it's Palm Sunday. I said, it is. She goes, you're teaching on Palm Sunday, right? I said, I am not. She said, you're not going to say anything about Palm Sunday? I said, I am now. kind of a joke. I did plan on saying something for Palm Sunday, but it was not, the message is not going to be Palm Sunday. I want you here Good Friday, 7 p.m. Who's going to be here Friday night at 7? Woo! Woo! Friday night, 7, Good Friday service. Good for you, not so good for Jesus. We're going to talk about that that night. Uh, and then Easter service as well. We'll be here. Uh, welcome anybody new in the house. I see a couple new faces. That's exciting. Um, God is good, Amen. In today's Palm Sunday, amen, let me read you something from Scripture, John 12, 13. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. That festival was what? They were preparing for the Passover, right? Everybody comes into Jerusalem for the Passover. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. These people had all heard all the miracles of Jesus, raising Lazarus from the dead, all the stuff that Jesus had done up to this point. And it says they took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Amen? Amen. The palm branches were a sign of what? Victory and triumph. It's also a sign from the Middle East of eternal life, so it all kind of goes together. Victory, triumph, and eternal life. That's what the palms represent. The image of Palm Sunday is preparation for you to allow Jesus to come into your heart with victory and triumph. Amen? Okay, so get that in your thought process, because this Friday, it's going to be good for you, but it's not going to be good for Jesus. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, some of our leadership team, we drove all the way up to Reading. And we were at the Greater Northern Connection Conference. Our, so we are a part of the Sierra Cascade region of Foursquare. And so we have seven or eight churches right here in our area. And three other areas were there. And also our regional pastor, Chris White. Our area pastor is Chris Light. He's up in Reading. And then Chris White was there. And we heard a great message from Jeff Young. And he got me fired up, right? He got me fired up because it was almost like he was prophesying everything we're doing here. At one point in the message, he was sitting there, and he was talking, and I was walk, kind of walking around trying to stay awake, and I walked over to our table, and I leaned down to everybody, and I said, it sounds like he's talking about rising up, right? Sounds like he's telling us to rise up. I sat down, and 10 seconds later, he's like, we got to rise up. Woo! Skip's like, woo, right there on the spot. Skip's like, man, that's, 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 that's God right there. That was God at work. And he was talking about getting on the offensive, He's like, it's not, it's not time to play defense. He's like, never did they play defense in the Bible, but we live in a world where all the pastors and all the, the churches, we want to play defense. We want to play defense to you. We want to we be conformed, you know? And then there was another pastor there. He's our, uh, he's our district supervisor, and he was there answering the question. He was like, is the Foursquare Church woke? He's like, well, we've been 
awake for a long time, but the Foursquare Church is not woke. You know, the Foursquare Church believes on the principles of God's word, and we're going to continue to teach the principles of God's word, and we're not going to teach anything outside of what God's word says. Amen? So I was really fired up. Uh, and then we drove home. We made it home safe. It was a long five-hour tour. It was like Gilligan's Island. I thought we might get lost in Chico, but we didn't. So we've been talking about it being your turn, our, our season our, our year-long anthem this year for 2023 is what? What is my model this year? Rise up. rise up. It's time to rise up. It's time to get up on your feet, and it's time to do something. Everybody in this church is going to level up a notch on your belt of your faith of whatever it is you're doing. I don't care if you're brand new or a 20-year veteran of Christ. It doesn't matter. You're going to level up this year in some way. Amen? Amen. Okay. So we started uh, this little new series, uh, It's Your Turn. Now it's your turn. It, it's, this is the It's Your Turn series. That's the momentum I'm on. I'm like, I don't want to stop that. I like did two weeks, and then I was going to take a break for three different messages. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I don't like to break momentum. So we're going to keep the momentum going, and then we're going to give a break for, for Good Friday and Easter Sunday. We might even have a special guest singer So uh, we also are going to have a special guest speaker in the house on May 21st. Founding pastor Rob Christian will be here. He's going to help with worship, and he'll be speaking uh, on the account that BB and I won't be here that Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Just wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up on that. Get excited. So here we go. We're on It's Your Turn, and this time it's Rahab's turn. So we talked about Moses. And we talked about how Moses had a bunch of excuses. He was not, he didn't want to take the calling. He didn't want to get involved. He was not the guy. He was like, God, I'm not, this is it, flat out. God, you got the wrong guy. I'm too old. I can't speak. I'm wanted for murder. I can't go. But God said what? You're going. And you remember what I told you? The one person in the Bible who didn't heed God's calling, what happened to that guy? He got swallowed by a big fish. So when God is telling you to go and do something in your life now, I suggest you do it. Because big fishes look like missed mortgage payments, loss of job, sickness. Big fishes look like different things today, but you get the idea. Wow, Chris, that was scary. Don't talk like that anymore. Okay, I won't. Disqualified on abuse of sin. How many of us here disqualify ourselves every day on abuse of sin? We all sin. How often do you disqualify yourself on the abuse of your sin? I think we do it all the time. I think a lot of us do it all the time. For some people, the max ability they can perform being a Christian is just showing up to church on Sunday. If you ask me to do anything above that and beyond that, I'm disqualified on abuse of my sin. I'm not worthy. Not only do we disqualify ourselves, but guess what? The world around you will help you disqualify you. Right? You come into church, you're brand new, you sit down, you're already beating yourself up for the sin and the argument you had on the way here. 
right? Whatever sins you did yesterday, whatever sin you did last night, you're beating yourself up. You show up, you walk into church, you sit down, and now you feel like you're going to need to provide a resume of the last 10 years of good service, good deeds, and good works that you've done around the church in order for us to qualify you to greet people at the door and make coffee. Okay? This is the way it is in some churches, and I'm here to tell you it's wrong. It is wrong. If you came here, you're in the right place. Because you qualify. We're going to talk about somebody today who qualified that should not have qualified according to the world, according to the church resume, according to the people, according to where they came from. All of it disqualified on account on abuse of sin. Red flag, ineligible player on the field. Okay? God is ready to use you right where you're at. With palm branches waving, he's ready to enter your life and perform great works with you right where you are at. Not where you're going to be a year from now because you're going to sit here for a year and listen to me preach and you're going to get into a Bible study and you're going to join Mike's home group and you're going to, you're not waiting. Okay? Thank you, Mike, for volunteering your house for home group. Mike is one of only a couple people who've come to me like interested in home groups. So let's just fire it up. We're going to activate it and make it happen and just do it. We're going to do our first home group. It's going to be Mike's house. Thank you, Michael. He's sitting in the back right now. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, you come here on a Sunday morning, I'm going to put you to work for the kingdom. I don't care who you are. I don't believe in the old ways. You know what the old way of discipleship looks like? You come, you sit down, you believe. We wait till you believe. And then we disciple you. And then we activate and send you. See, I believe this model works better. This is the way Jesus did it. Jesus walked up to two dudes who were fishing and said, throw down your nets and come with me. Not, we're going to spend five years through this doctrinal study in seminary, and when we're done, you will then be qualified. Nope, Jesus activated the workers right away. See, I believe in the flip. I believe in activate and send, and send you, and then while that's happening, we will be discipling you, and when God starts to do amazing things in your life, you are going to believe. You see that? Flip. We flip it. That's what's going to happen today in the story of this individual. So I always like to back up everything I say with some form of scripture so that you don't just sit there and go, well, that's just kind of your opinion, Chris. I will tell you when something's my opinion, and I will tell you when something I'm reading is factual from the scripture. Yeah, win, build, send. I believe in send, build, win. I'm not a juggler, but. So listen. God does not care about your resume. Chris does not care what church you came from, what you did there, how long you did it. 
who the pastor was or wasn't, how much influence he's had in this town or not, politically and religiously, I don't care. I just want to know one thing. Do you want to serve here? Do you want to join us and spread the love of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because that's all we're here doing in our community. I got some Easter invitation flyers over there. Everybody take a look. There's a yellow stack right on the corner there. I'd like everybody to take at least three of those on your way out and hand those to three individuals this week. Three individuals who do not go to church and probably don't believe in Jesus. Because giving it to people that you know go to church somewhere else and already believe in Jesus really is not sharing the good news. That's sharing fake news. I, just, I tried to disciple three people this week. Now they do already believe in Jesus in the fine print. But I invited them. I want you to invite somebody who doesn't know Jesus. We're not trying to reach, I'm not trying to reach the people who already believe in Jesus. I'm not trying to steal anybody from another church. We're not. I want to reach undiscipled people, unbelieving people, people who need to find in Christ what I found. Amen? God will choose the strangest people to do his will. Isn't this true? He will use those strange people in extraordinary ways. The word is extraordinary, but I like to say it extraordinary ways. Yes? God will do that. I am going to really finish on time today, my goal. <laughs> so I'm going to read you some scripture. It will be on the board. Oh, before I get there, this is what I want you to hear. Wherever you are at today, highest of the high or lowest of the low, in man's eyes, God's eyes, the devil's eyes, the world's eyes, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are at today, I want you to know that God is ready to choose you and use you. I'm going to prove it to you in this passage. Joshua 2, 1 through 24. Yep, he said he's reading 24 verses. You ever had me come up here and tell the lie where I'm always like, now I'm just going to blaze through this and not stop along the way, and then I get like three sentences in and I stop, so I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to make any promises today that I can't keep. But we are going to read. Then Joshua, see, I'm going to stop right there. Joshua, you remember I told you last week, Joshua was the guy who picked up where Moses left off. And Joshua was going to take the people into the promised land. So now they're getting ready to go. So then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. Now, I'm kind of interested in why this happened. I'm kind of interested in why this next part happened. But it's all God's plan. So it's one of those things, highest of the high, lowest of the lows, disqualified on abuse of sin. Let's look into this scripture. Joshua sends these two guys and instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially among, around Jericho. You guys, you know where they ended up? In the house of a prostitute. 
Now, I could have a lot of questions there, but I'm not going to, because it's right there in black and white. I don't need to answer or speculate. It's not, what would I call that? It's not uh, essential. What are the essentials? God is the one true creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus was his son, sent to die on the cross for you. And he was resurrected on the third day and is alive today, sitting at the right hand of God. Those three are essentials. Those are definites, absolutes in the Bible, the word of God. This is not an absolute definite, whether these men went to this house and did things they should not have done. Or they were there being good boys. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just telling you that's where they ended up in this story. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there for the night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab. Bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men. But she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. Most men who come through here, I don't know where they're from. Probably her obvious answer. She says, uh, I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. It's a big, important gate. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up to the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land. It's an odd statement from a prostitute in the town of Jericho who does not have any built faith of the Israelites. These people have been wandering in the desert for 40 years since they left Egypt. Everything about them is story and speculation at this point. To this woman, yes? But what was prophetic were her words when she says, I know the Lord has given you this land. She told them, we are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. Wow. Wow. That's when you come out of the flax seed and you, really? Good to hear. For we have heard how beautiful the feet of those who bring the good news. We have heard. We have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea 40 years ago. It's not there, but that's the truth. We heard it. When you left Egypt, and we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. We heard all about it. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God, not the Lord God, not the Lord my God, the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens 
above and the earth below. Stop right there. I don't know your God, but I do believe that he is who he is. And we're terrified. I'm so terrified I'm helping you right now to save my own butt. I would say, see why something else, but then some of you would get it and be like, how dare our pastor say such a thing? So she was covering her own butt because this is what she said next. Now swear to me by that Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I've helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety, the men agreed. Cover your butt. Hey, look, I know who you are. The king's looking for you. I have hidden you, and now I have lied to my king and my countrymen. I have lied. Because I believe your God is who he is. I believe your God is the supreme God of heaven and earth. And I heard about everything your God did. I heard about it in Sunday school. I got taught that for 12 years. I listened to my neighbors talk to me about Jesus. It was annoying. I heard all these great things. You picking up the vibe here? Of putting this into your own life? I've heard. So we said, they said, we offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. The men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then, since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, stop you right there. Interesting point. Interesting point. Ponder. Her home was built in the town wall and the walls of Jericho fell when they took over. Something to think about. Then since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, she let them down by a rope through the window, escaped to the hill country. Therefore, her house was on the outer edge of the wall of Jericho, on the wall of the town. Yes? I would agree. Because the gates were closed, there was no way out except through her window. So that part of the wall must not have fallen. Right? Pick that up. See, I like to read between the lines. If you studied your Bible well enough, you would have picked that up one time. But it only takes you 17 times reading this story before you go, hey, that's odd. So <laughs> she told them, escape to the hill country, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. I love that the Lord always has instructions for us. Yours are probably, you're holding it now physically or it's in your phone. There's instructions <laughs> for what we got to do. And you come here every week to learn some of those instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope. What color is scarlet? Scarlet meant a lot at that time with the floating tabernacle as well. You will 
must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, mothers, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. If they go out into the street and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however, we are not bound by this oath in any way. She says, I accept your terms. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. The spies went up in the hill country and stayed there three days. The men who were chasing her searched everywhere along the road, but they finally returned without success. Two spies came down the hill country, crossed Jordan, reported Joshua, until everything happened. The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. Okay. <laughs> Done. Just speed read. Number one today in your notes, God will choose you to step up, regardless of your current status. What is your status? Believer? Non-believer? Carpenter? Mechanic? Constructor? Good guy? Bad guy? Alcoholic? Drug addict? Prostitute? God will choose you to step up, regardless of your current status. I'm glad I'm not the only one with jokes. It's not April 1st anymore, though. Everybody heard that. Rahab was the lowest of the low, was she not? Rahab was a prostitute. And as I told you in this story, I can't figure it out how or why, but the two men ended up at the house of a prostitute. They had the whole town. They had the whole town, but they ended up spending the night at a prostitute's house. Because she had the window. Thank you. Now we figure that mystery. Rahab was not only the lowest of the low, but she also lied to her king and to her countrymen. So she was a lying prostitute. The standard kind. We don't have any prostitutes in here, do we? Did somebody just say not anymore? This is online. This is online. Let's keep it clean, folks. Rated PG-13. How about let's look at number two with the story of Rahab. Rahab called. Rahab is being called. Rahab has a purpose. And she's going to acknowledge all those things, but she has no prior knowledge of God. She doesn't know the God. She does not know God. She does not have a relationship with this God. She's never prayed to this God. She's never had anybody invite her to church to tell her about this God. She has no prior knowledge of the God of Israel. Only through stories. How much history do you have with the God of Israel, the same God, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, the God of Moses, the God of Joshua, the God who put his spirit in Jesus, the God who was raised from the dead, and the God who is in this room today? How did you find out about him? Did you hear it through stories? And did you hear it in Sunday school and read about it? and see and hear miracles about things that he was doing in other people's lives? 
That's the story of Rahab. Because she doesn't know what to believe, probably. But what she does know is that these things are way too coincidental happening in these lives of these Israelites. So, bullet point A. I like this one because it's the truth. She probably helped herself. She probably helped the spies to save herself, right? Did she not? She made a deal with God. Hey, look, if you, listen, I kept you here. I'm lying. I'm protecting you. Will you please make sure that nothing happens to me and my family? This is a two-way street, guys. We've got to make an arrangement here. I'm sharing that point because I don't know why you're here. Your husband wants to leave you? Good. Go to church. You have a problem with drugs and alcohol? Good. Go to church. You're a bad man? Good. Go to church. You here to save your butt? Good. Go to church. God's going to get you here whatever way he needs to. Whether you're the highest of the high or the lowest of the low, and he has a purpose for you. Rahab's going to serve such a greater purpose as I get to the end of these notes that it's going to blow you away. Rahab the prostitute. Okay? She had only heard stories of the one true God. I've been pressing this point with you, but I have it here now. You grew up only reading stories of the Bible. Same thing. You grew up hearing us talk about it. Whether it was your mom, your dad, your grandma, the pastor, the Sunday school teacher named Mrs. Graham, I don't know. Somebody told you about the Bible and what was going on, and you heard these stories, but that's all they were for you when you heard them. Stories, because your eyes didn't see them, right? Let's get a little Doubting Thomas on us there. I think I got that saved up for Easter. Slow down. That's next Sunday. This is the best part. She declared her faith from only hearing. How did she declare her faith, Chris? I know the Lord has given you this land. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you from the Red Sea and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, who you completely destroyed. Your God, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. She declared her faith only from hearing the news, the stories. How many stories do you have to hear? She only heard the stories of the Israelites leaving Egypt. Let's look at the stories here. Let's do a story count in her faith. And then I'm going to do a story count with you, and we're going to talk about your faith. Yay. Okay. She had only heard that the Israelites left Egypt, that the Red Sea dried up and they crossed it, and that they defeated two Amorite kings. She heard three Bible stories. Now, let me go over your list. Adam and Eve, Noah, Mo, uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Esau, Mo, uh, uh, Moses, 
Joseph, Joshua, Rahab, Samson and Delilah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jesus, Peter, Luke, Mark, John, Paul, and even a fantasy story about the end. How many Bible stories do you need to hear before you declare your faith? It only took Rahab three. She declared that God was the supreme God of heaven and earth. She declared that God was who he said he was on three stories. She didn't say we've seen God do these things. She said we heard Bullet point three, my favorites, Rahab. Rahab was chosen and used by God. Remember I said to you, God will choose you to step up regardless of your current status. And remember I told you, wherever you are today, highest of the higher, lowest of the low, God is ready to choose you and use you. Let me prove it to you today. Rahab was chosen and used by God, a prostitute in the land of Jericho, a place that God promised to allow Israel to conquer and take. She was not an Israelite. She was an enemy and a prostitute amongst the enemy. Way down here. Way down here by society, standard, yours, mine, everybody's eyes. Yes? Disqualified on abuse of sin. God worked through her to fulfill his promise to the Israelites. But he did a lot more than just that, you guys. He did a lot, that, a lot more than that with her. He worked through her to fulfill his promise to the Israelites. They conquered Jericho. And they spared her life. How about bullet point two? Send and activate, disciple, and then they believe. Yes? Rahab would be transformed from harlot to wife. You see, you don't got to be transformed from harlot to wife for God to use you. Do you understand? God is ready to choose you and use you today, right where you are, highest of the high, lowest of the low. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to be a believer. This story would be recognized as we all left church right now and some crazy person outside who's pushing his shopping cart down the street says, don't go that way. Uh, there's flooding going on down the street. And then some of you go down the street and get wiped out with the flooding and the rest of us listen to that person and that person saved our lives and that was God using that person to stop us from going in the wrong direction. And that person was not a believer and was in your eyes a nobody. Do you see what I'm saying? Some of you will grow to the point and be a Billy Graham, and others of you will spend 40 years listening to God's word to be the usher who seats the guy who becomes the next Billy Graham, and your only purpose was to seat that boy. 
God is ready to choose you and use you in some way, shape, form, or capacity. And if you made it here to the River Church today, it's much bigger than that. You're going to do more than just seat somebody here who's going to be our next Billy Graham. Got it? Okay. She would marry a man named Salmon. It's weird, right? Salmon. Now, here's where it gets real good. Don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. He's like, hands off. Did I pass the t-shirt test? I can't put my hands up. I know. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it before we put it up. Her boldness and faith and calling would preserve the bloodline of Jesus. The prostitute, guys. Prove it, Chris. Don't put it up yet. Right, leave it there. Her boldness and faith and calling would preserve the bloodline of Jesus. Prove it, Chris. Let me read it before you put it up. Salmon and Rahab were the parents of Boaz. Boaz and Ruth were the parents of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse had nine sons, and the last one was named David. And David's sin later with Bathsheba would create Solomon who would finish the bloodline to Jesus. God will choose the lowest of the low or the highest of the high and use you right where you are at to fulfill his purpose. Do not disqualify yourself on abuse of sin. Now you can put it up there. God can call any of us to accomplish his purposes on earth. Is that in your notes? Good. Highlight it. Circle it. Memorize it. Say it to yourself every morning. Put a post-it note on the mirror in your bathroom. Because I can't remind you every day. I can only tell you one time till about 11.15 on Sunday. And then you leave and you know what you do? You forget. You get halfway home and you forget. How many of you get halfway home and go, what did Chris talk about today? My grandma, she watches online. I'm horrible. I call her every Sunday morning on our way to church. My grandma's like my mom. My grandma raised me. She's my mom. I call her on the way to church, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Cool. Are you going to be online today? Yeah, we're going to be online. No problems? Yeah, there's not going to be any problems today. Okay, good. Yeah. Did you watch last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Good. What did you get out of the message? Are you testing me? Absolutely. What was it about? Just tell me who the key characters were. I'm, I do this to her every week. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. How long does it take you to forget the message? 
You know that when we launch home groups, you want to know what the purpose of the home group is going to be? The purpose of the home group is going to be a midweek group to go over the notes from Sunday. That's what the home group is going to do. You could sing a song with the radio, YouTube, or maybe you'll have Skip Live. I don't know. He'd be playing acoustic guitar. You're going to probably sing a song or two off of your YouTube, praise Jesus a little bit, and then you're going to go over the notes in a small discussion group. Isn't that going to be cool? I am not satisfied with that. Cool. It's not satisfied. Super cool. God can call any of us to accomplish his purposes on earth. God called a prostitute in a land he was planning to take to preserve the bloodline of Jesus. And God already knew all that. Key takeaway today, guys, and I'll let you go home. God calls all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds to accomplish his purposes. My question for you this week, I want a 750-word essay. If you do it on Microsoft Word, it keeps a word count for you. Maybe I'll give you guys till Thursday. How will God give you victory in life and calling in spite of your past. Her past, Rahab's past wasn't even her past. It was her current. She was not a retired prostitute. In fact, the two young spies, she probably had intentions of why they were there. Good thing there's no microphone in the crowd. <laughs> no one at home heard that. How can you encourage someone else in the same way? How can you do that this week? In spite of your past, I don't care what you did. I don't care if you went to prison for seven years in the 1980s. I don't care if you got released on parole last week. I don't care if you have a problem drinking, drugging, pornography. I don't care what your problem is. What are you going to do and how are you going to give victory in your life and calling in spite of your past or present? What are you going to do? Because God is ready to use Rahab's right now. We are in a time of revival. The church needs to revive. We're going to revive on the offensive, not the defensive. We're not trying to look at resumes if we want to revival, have revival. Because everybody's disqualified on abuse of sin. How can you encourage someone else in this way? That's my challenge for you guys this week, and that's all I got for you. So I'm really looking forward to... Uh, let me go over a few things, guys, and then I'm going to pray us out of here. Can we go to our announcements, please? Vanna White. Pass this one. I want to see if there's things I want to point on. You know what, you guys? It's time to give. Let's stop right there. It's time to give. Are you giving? Great. Are you not giving? It's time to give. Next slide. Will you say yes? Yes, this one right here. 
Okay, guys, I'm going to throw us under the bus. I'm going to call us out. And then I'm going to activate right here in the crowd, right here while you're all here. I have received two text messages on two separate occasions from the Spanish church. We share this building and rent our space to a Spanish church. Okay? On two separate occasions in the last month, I've received two messages that said, in a really nice way, you guys are leaving a mess everywhere in the sanctuary, a mess in the bathrooms, and we're having to clean it up. Period, point blank, we need volunteers to do exactly what that says. Let me see my show of hands, anybody that's willing to stay today for 15 minutes and help clean up. Boom, 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 boom. Grab, Dale's going to grab you after before she leaves, and she's going to help you get this activated. And then you're all going to, amongst yourselves, choose one of you to be your leader, and you're going to do it every Sunday, yes? Perfect. Send, build, win. Okay, next slide. Youth group, you guys, we have a youth group. Our youth group is rocking and rolling. This is how much our youth group is rocking and rolling. I'm going to throw us under the bus right now. I said to, we were driving home yesterday. Elena drove with BB and I up to Reading. I'm going to shut up soon, I promise. We drove up to Reading yesterday. I turned around and I said, you want to know something? We have one thriving ministry in our church, and it's yours, and I thank you for that. We have one thriving ministry in our church, and it is our youth group, and I thank you for that. Because of you, buddy. We do it all for you. Okay? Serious. Our youth group is cranking, and all the youth that come, they want to come back. If you have somebody who's young and wants to come and check us out on Monday night, bring them. Invite them. What time do you get here, Elena? What time does the group start? The group starts at 6 o'clock. And what time does it end? It ends at 7.30. And how old do they have to be to be here? Uh, sixth grade, so about 12. Sixth grade to 12th grade. You got it? Junior high and high school. Sixth to 12th grade. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, be here or be square. Next. Boom. Summer camp's coming up, and we are sending, guess who? The thriving group. The youth group is going... Why do I say they're thriving? Why do I sound like we're not thriving? I'll tell you why. I took over as our lead pastor a year, a year uh, 16 months ago. Uh, we had been in some transitional periods before that. We are a church regrowth. If you are here and you like it here, perfect, great. Stick around. Give us a year or more and keep inviting people, and we'll have 300 people by, I say, 2025. But that's our goal. So we are going to regrow and restructure and be back to 300 people. We're going to get back to where we were. Okay, here's what's going on with Old Oak Ranch Summer Camp. Yes. We are sending the kids. The cost is $365. The church council and I have decided we are going to cover half of the cost for every child going. On top of that, there's going to be a fundraiser going on. We have not announced it. It is not on the slide because we're putting the dates together, but we think we have it now. It is going to be April 23rd, right after church here. I'm going to shut up at 11 that day. At 11, I'm going to be done. We're going to have a spaghetti meal fundraising event, $15 a plate, help support the kids. All the money that's going to go to that is going to help these kids. 
Okay? Is everybody good with that? Invite your friends. Do not eat Starbucks on the way here. Save yourself for spaghetti. So we're doing that fundraiser. The kids are doing other things to fundraise as well. Uh, They're going to be doing probably... uh, Oh, they're also doing this fundraiser still. We're going to continue to do that? Okay, we can. We should. We'll just keep that one going. Um, they're also going to maybe do a car wash. Yes. Going to do a car wash right here in the lot. Got it? Depending on the weather. <laughs> it's a crazy weather year. El Nino. Okay, uh, next slide. Contagious Oasis, our young adult group. You guys see Will in the back right there? He's waving his hands. V for Vendetta shirt. He's waving his hands. There's Gav right there, his beautiful wife. They are expecting. We are super excited for them and that family. We are ready for a new baby in the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Young adults, that means everybody who can't go to their group because they're too old needs to come to this group. (laughs) They are meeting here today at 6 o'clock. And as you can see on the 15th, they're going to meet atop this on Bogue Road. Pizza will be provided. That means they're going to eat pizza next door at Straw Hat. Guess what? Why don't you just go out and support even if you're not 25? Go on out. Let them know that you're there. Anyways, pizza will be provided. Bring money for your drink and your dessert. So it sounds like they're going to do pizza at Straw Hat, and then you guys are going to go top this or vice versa? Top this, Straw Hat, wherever we end up. Woo! Okay, next slide. That's all we got for you guys. I love you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for our church. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the message. I thank you that it's Palm Sunday. I thank you that we get to focus on you this week, Lord, your triumphant entry, Lord. I thank you that next Friday is going to be Good Friday, Lord. I thank you that we get to focus on you, Lord, that we get to focus on your work on the cross, the whole reason for the whole book. Everything is focused around that moment. Lord, I thank you for that. I'm excited. I'm fired up. Be with all my people as they go out this week. Keep us safe. Keep us out of harm's way. Help us to keep our focus on how we can have victory in our life and calling in spite of our past. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay.